guys, it is Sarah here with Jess, and we just wanted to give you guys a little heads up, maybe uh, spill a little tea. So when we filmed this episode or when we recorded this episode, I would say we were a little um, excited. And by excited, I mean I was ex having kind of a hard week, if I'm going to be totally transparent, and I indulged in a little bit of wine. And by the end of it, um, you will see that I was excitable. What do you think, Jess? I would say we're still working on some audio kinks as well. So we're pretty fucking loud in this episode. So we're just bear with loud. us. We're a little silly, but yes. this is a good one and I hope you enjoy. Yes. Yeah, so bear with us while we work out some audio kinks. We hope you guys enjoy the podcast and we'll see you next time. Bye. Welcome to Shit 90s Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, this is such an iconic episode, and I'm just thrilled to be covering it because I feel as though if you had the Mount Rushmore of iconic episodes of Boy Meets World, this would be it. And we are here, people. We're here, and we're covering it. We finally made it. I feel like we're, this is it. We've made it officially. <laughs> okay. And that's the end of the podcast. That's it. I think we've done everything we need to. Thanks for joining us, guys. We've See hit you later. goals. I mean, <laughs> finally. Well, what is it that they say with podcasters that like you need to get to like, what is it? Seven episodes and then you're like good to go. <laughs> so is that what they say? Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's what they say. And I guess we're not there yet. So we got a little ahead of ourselves, but I still believe in us. <laughs> we're almost we're we're like halfway there. Once we get like all the way through this one, we'll be over halfway. And I think we can do it. I feel like we've hit a good stride here. I think I've so. Got <laughs> and I'm I've glad got that you guys are following along with us in this journey. Like we're ever changing, ever molding. And ultimately, we're just here for a good time. And we're here that you're we're glad that you're here with us. Oh, absolutely. We will be doing the entirety of Boy Meets World, whether or not we have like a thousand listeners or we have like two listeners so if you're those two listeners hi welcome hi, how are thank you? you what are you thinking, listeners because i will tell you that today i have a red wine Ooh, what kind of red wine is it uh it is a trader joe's two buck chuck to be exact is it two dollars or it is that is just two dollars and ninety nine cents? Because your girl loves a bargain. That does sound like a good bargain. Is that for like a single individual glass of wine, or is that like a big bottle? That's a whole bottle. Oh my god, that is a bargain. Yeah, I'm specifically drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon. So um, I, it's just my preference of wine. I'm not a fancy bitch. I'm actually pretty basic. <laughs> Um, and it's just what we're dealing with today because I didn't feel like getting out the Nutribullet for another tropical endeavor like last week. Yeah, I don't blame you. I went like the easy route as well. And I'm just having a, um, vodka seltzer with some lime because I didn't feel like, like I made the strawberry daiquiris and I was like not, and I mean, strawberry mojitos over the weekend. So I was all about those like fancy ass time consuming drinks. Oh so my God. I, I saw a picture of those strawberry mojitos um at the just sterling um and they <laughs> looked so good i'm so jealous they were pretty good and i had to get um a little bit creative because we don't have uh what is it a mud muddler or like the mortal and pestle thing 
Right. Um, mortar, mortar and pestle. Wow, I sound dumb. Mortar and pestle. We don't have that. So I used like a giant measuring, like glass measuring cup thing. And I muddled everything in that with a wooden spoon. It still worked. So. It still worked. You got the same result, and that drink was beautiful. It was I'm- strong as well. <laughs> well needed. Well needed. Yes. I mean, it's officially like the end of summer. We're past. Well, it's not really, but it's the We're end of like there. what you perceive as summer. So we got to get our yeah. summer beverages in while we can. Yeah. I mean, if for anybody who lives in like the Northeast, like we are certainly going into the fall weather. Everybody's putting out their Halloween and fall decor. I'm very excited because we just placed an order with Michael's for those sun catcher things that you like paint at home. And then you have the little, um, what is it called? The little rubber suction cup for the windows. And I ordered some and we have to go do a drive-by pickup at Michael's later this week because we're losers and there's nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) I still have to put out my uh, my fall decor, like aka my three pumpkins that I have. I don't even know what I have because every year I put stuff away and then I forget. I completely like lose my memory of what I even have stored in the basement. So I have to pull stuff out too. I think we only have a few decorative pumpkins, but that's fine. I'm mostly about the Christmas decor, to be honest. I know. I do love some Christmas decor. Yeah, it's a bit early for Christmas decor, but honestly, like, as soon as that fall weather hits, that's all I'm thinking about, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many pumpkin um, pumpkin spice lattes did you have thus far? See, I'm not a pumpkin spice person. <gasps> Controversial. We're going to lose our only two listeners with me saying They're that. gone already. <laughs> Do you have a hot take? Um, as our number one sponsor is Starbucks, I will say, not really, um, I will say that the pumpkin cream cold brew is a better drink than the pumpkin spice latte. And I will stand my ground and I'm, I'm firm on that. I mean, I believe you. I just don't. Will, uh, my fiance, once let me drink a sip of his, I think he got a regular pumpkin. I think it was a hot pumpkin spice. No, he might've gotten the cold one. It doesn't matter. He had let me try it once, and I was like, this is trash. No, the pumpkin spice latte is trash. It is trash. It is disgusting. Although, to be fair, it was from Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know if that matters to anybody, but if it does, there you go. It it does. (laughs) Of course it does. You messed up. You messed up real bad. (laughs) Uh, But... But <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sweeting. We should leave what's our transition here. <laughs> I was just gonna say we're leaving that in because that like, I want to see what your transition will be from pumpkin spice to boy meets world. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me get there. <laughs> I want to leave all this in. <laughs> <laughs> so pumpkin is pumpkin spice is to fall like Corey's hair is to Corey. How's that? <laughs> I will say that there is no transition from <laughs> pumpkin spice to uh, to Boy Meets World. Then um, okay. I'm good with it. I think we need to live all of it in. I was actually listening to um, a podcast called My Favorite Murder, which like everybody knows about because it's super popular and they tend to leave in mistakes they make and i really feel like it like endears people to that i I think we should do it okay we're leaving this in but i'm telling you that i'm not i'm not proud of it i'm embarrassed right now i i would like to think that like 
I can, I'm quick on my feet, that I can come up with stuff. And this is like ultimate embarrassment for me. But here I am. I'm laying my entire self out to all two of you. There you I go. We're persevering. I messed up. But I will tell you was not a mess up. And that was this episode of there Boy you Girls. You know what? I'll tell you what was a mess up. Corey's hair. Corey's hair. That was a mistake. <laughs> so we are in uh, season one, episode four of Blaming's World called Corey's Alternative Friends. And as I said, this is the Mount Rushmore of Boy Meets World episodes. This is like you look back, you think back of Boy Meets World, and this is one of the ones that stand out to you. And I'm so excited. I am so happy we are here. We got so much information this episode. Not only did we meet Topanga Lawrence, we got Sean's name. And the biggest thing of all, (laughs) we got Mom Matthews, but in reality, Amy Matthews' name confirmed. Yes. And it was so funny when that happened because I audibly gasped because I was like, I was hoping that Mom Matthews is like, like we were just going to keep inserting random names for her for like the longest time. (laughs) It's over. It's over. We know her name is Amy. Done deal. It's done. It's Amy. We've made it. Everybody (laughs) has a name now. Everybody has a, a little. I'm so excited. Yeah. So this episode starts off. Um, in the lunchroom, <laughs> as these episodes do. And I will just say, before we get into it, this is the best depiction of junior high school that I think I've ever seen in media television. We've got mean girls. We've got lunch table dynamics. We have your friends rejecting you. <laughs> it is everything that junior high is, and it's Everything uh, that's wrong with junior high. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is how if you're like, was your high school like this? Like, did it, did everybody get segmented kind of by click in the yes. lunchroom? Yeah. Yes. So um, I only graduated with 103 people. It was a very small high school. And we our town's so small that you pretty much grew up with the people that you graduated high school with. So I knew these people for nearly my entire life. So the girls that tormented me in elementary school, you know, they kept it going and they still tormented me in high school. And they especially tormented me in junior high school. See, I don't, I don't know that I ever really noticed. I mean, obviously everybody kind of notices the clicks, but our lunch tables were those really long tables that had the seats attached that like folded up in half. Um, If anybody knows what I'm talking about, they're like laminate tops with blue seats. I specifically remember the blue seats and they're really long. So like, I feel like during our lunch periods, like usually maybe people were segmented by like one half of the table was like one group and the other half was another group. But I think that like the tables were so big that groups kind of had to sit somewhat together. Yeah. Well, in elementary school, yes, it was long tables, but um, from junior high on and I, when I was in sixth grade, I was still in elementary school, but I consider these kids like closer to junior high than elementary school. I I know this is like a debate that's like going to be until the end of time for us. 
Yeah, I think they're like middle for me. They're middle school, but I mean, I don't think it particularly yeah. matters. But yeah, it's yeah. So even in high school and junior high school, you still had long tables. Yeah, that's we, weird. Yeah, they. I mean, elementary all the way up to through high school, we had the same types of tables. I think they're just cheap and easy. I don't know. That's bizarre. No, in junior high school and high school, we definitely had those round tables that. Um, well, these were rectangular in the um, John Adams High High School, mm-hmm. but we had circle tables. And actually, there's like I've heard schools have officially gotten rid of round tables to avoid clicks like this. So I think that your really high school was ahead of the game. I don't think it's like a common thing, but I have heard that certain high schools have done this, and I'm like all for it because these lunch table dynamics are sickening and yes. not in the good sickening the bad sickening <laughs> the bad type of sickening bad type of sickening so we open up and regina george and gretchen wiener are talking shit oh no this is not what happened i was just gonna oh, say wait fuck, you're really messed up you're i was gonna say that's not how what we open on right because we open in the classroom oh gosh guys <laughs> It in. Really no, Jessica. <laughs> that's okay. not a big deal because that's that's like the next scene. So okay. basically, yeah, it's not. It's like that's literally the next scene. So like before that, it's the same girl though. So this girl who is named Paige, apparently, it's her and her partner. Who I didn't know who her partner was, but that's fine. Who is she? And they're doing like um, a presentation in Mr. Feeney's class about biodegradable products, which we love ladies who love the environment. I was all for it. And um, this girl who plays Paige, did you recognize her? No. No? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So she's in so many things. What do you her mean? Name, the, the brunette girl. Yeah. Gretchen Wieners. Yes, Gretchen Wieners. She looked so familiar. So I looked her up. She's been in so many things. She was in Dude, Where's My Car? She was in an episode of Friends where she plays Joey's sister. And she was most notably for myself, at least, she was Gia in Full House. I don't know if you remember Gia, but she was like, if I'm remembering correctly, she was like a friend of Stephanie's who like was like the bad kid and like tried to get Stephanie into trouble. Ooh, no, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Oh, spicy. Yes. So that girl is in and this episode in particular, I will say there are so many like people that I noticed from other shows in this one episode. It's very strange. Wow. Okay. Because there was a lot of new people here. Yes. We, like, so, we just absorb so many new people. Yes, yes. So her and the blonde chick are doing the presentation all about the environment, and Feeney loves it. Praise, praise, praise to the two girls. I have questions, as I do. Why? <laughs> they have a real fish, and they put it in this mysterious acid. And what materials are they using, and where did they get this from? And is a kid safe? I was going to say, they don't even wear goggles, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Were they wearing gloves? They're dealing with, like, a bubbly acid that dissolves fish. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I was also a skeptic. Um, but you know what? It was it was effective. The visual was effective. It was very effective. And Feeney loved it. He ate it up. So then it is Sean and Corey's turn. Uh, they are uh, – they got to be a team to – do this presentation and it is how air pollution affects our everyday life 
And um, they pull down the map of the United States, and they're very snappy with their pointers. Very snappy. I have to tell you that when I was a kid, I did want to be a teacher when I was really young. And one of the reasons is I love those pointers. Like, I dreamt of having one of those and just being like, whack, whack, whack on the board with it. It looked very satisfying to just... Yeah, I liked it a lot. So they were very snappy and it was a very cute bit. They would be like Denver and they like pointed to like Mexico and like Feeney would move their arm physically and then they would like point to Philadelphia, but it was really in Texas and then he would Mm -hmm. like adjust the arm. I thought that was such a cute bit. Um, And I actually did think that this was a very interesting And a very good hypothesis as to why the Denver baseball team would perform better than the Philadelphia baseball team purely based on air quality and the amount of smog and the velocity of that smog in how the ball would move in the air. And I think that Feeney is not giving them enough credit um, with this project, I think that is a clear concept. I think it still applies to the environment and it, 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 it melds their interests with science. And don't you want your kids to, it's like, it's like telling your kids, don't read that book, that Harry Potter book. You should be reading <laughs> like architectural digest it's like no if your kid is reading then thank goodness they're reading because at least they're reading it's getting them interested in the subject that they care about so i take full umbrage going back to harry potter <laughs> with this objection from feeney and i am i i will bring this <laughs> argument forward strongly i well i agree with you like i agree with like it is in, it's a, it's an interesting argument for them to have, and it obviously brings together two interests they have. I disagree with their hypothesis simply because if they're in the same stadium, then the home team and the away team are hitting the ball through the same smog. So, like, they're only, I guess they're only, um, like, they're, they're only weakness is that they must i don't know how baseball works again for you sports fans i'm sorry but they i'm assuming they play more home games than they do away games so in that case that would be something that's kind of like against them is that they constantly play at the same field but if they're playing against another team then their ball like both balls would go the same no matter who hits them if their smog is affecting it I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is that um, we did have one feedback comment from one of our dear friends um, about the fact that Philly Stadium is not called Philly Stadium. <laughs> Michael J. Clark kind of like outed us on the Twitter. He read us for filth. It's okay. Um, and we got a confirmation that Philly Stadium is actually called Veteran Stadium. Who knew? Um, I didn't. Not me. Not me. But I've been there. So, <laughs> so thank you, Michael J. Clark. Um, and thank you, Corey Matthews, for teaching us that. There you go. So he's not Feeney's not impressed with this presentation, no. even though, like I said, I object. Feeney's not having it at all. No, he, he is doesn't seem happy, and I felt happy about it. 
Yeah, and this is where this is where I take more umbrage with Feeny, what Feeny does, because he's like, you guys are going to redo this, by the way, you're going to redo it tomorrow, and also, Minkus and Topanga, they're going to be your partners. Like, what the hell? Who are Minkus and Topanga paired up with? They're part- they get- paired up with each other, and they've already done their work, so why is it fair to them that they have to redo their project? Yep. Yep, they have to redo the entire thing with these slackers. Pick up the slack from freaking Sean and Corey. Um, it's it's ridiculous. So Feeny says, like, oh, it's not my, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I let you pick your partners and I'm gonna make you redo the reports. So Sean Hunter is paired with Minkus. Mm-hmm. And Corey wants to be paired with Mr. Sullivan. Is Mr. Sullivan Sandlot Kid or is this like another another dude? There is a Sandlot Kid. Um he I thought he came in later, but maybe maybe that was him. Um, All these kids are really blended together. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. Actually, it's not it's not Mr. Sullivan. No. There's a okay. different kid that is in the episode later that is also in Sandlot though. Okay, great. So uh, but Corey is paired with none other than Miss Topanga Lawrence. And Woo! enter a heavy hitter, guys. Here we are. Danielle Fischel, who is Miss Topanga. Um, I have like a little bit um of like some fun facts about this. She is our leading lady. And if you don't know that, then I'm sorry that you've been living under a rock but (laughs) so danielle fischel actually covers her um start in boy meets world and how she got hired in her book called normally this would be a cause of concern tales of calamity and unrelented awkwardness which is quite a mouthful but i was gonna say (laughs) i fully support um danielle fischel and her book and i actually did read this book and i loved it so if you have any interest in boy meets world i mean otherwise why would you be here but if you have continued interest in boy meets world i highly suggest you checking out her book it's a short quick read and it's really really enjoyable and she covers um, a lot about Boy Meets World and her experiences, but also her life in general. And I I truly loved it. So she did have a chapter where she covered how she got hired. And um, I'm not going to get into the whole thing because I would love for you to read the book and, you know, learn it about yourself. But they did hire another Topanga and it wasn't supposed to be like the Topanga that it is today. It was supposed to be another like maybe couple episode arc maybe um, or maybe like a reoccurring character. But um, the first girl, the um, she was a very nice girl. Topanga was there as an extra and the little girl that was hired as Topanga wasn't quite hitting the mark of where she should have been. And Michael Jacobs, uh, who is the creator of the show, gave her notes and she didn't perform well. And Danielle Fischel is kind of like a little bit of a Topanga herself because she she was like in her mind. She was like, I could do so much better. I can do so much better. Um, 
And for, you know, she, the original Topanga did her job. It wasn't quite where they're at. So that day they asked Danielle if she wanted to give it a go the next day. So they did the entire scene over again and they gave Danielle an extreme amount of notes as well. And Danielle was just like, I messed up. I'm not going to get this. But um, a true underdog story. She took the notes and she performed and she hit it with a stride and did it over again. And that night she thought that she was going to get fired. She thought that was it for her because she felt like, you know, the original girl got replaced. I'm I can easily get replaced. But she came in the next day and Michael Jacob said, Danielle, yesterday I gave you an enormous amount of notes and I did that because I believed you were capable of handling them. However, your performance today, so maybe it was later in the day, exceeded my expectations. And from there on, we had the Topanga that you see today. And I am thrilled because nobody could do it like Danielle Fischel. Yeah, she has a very, like... I agree. Like, when you think of Topanga, obviously, that's who you think of. And everything about her is... And here's the thing. We'll talk about this as we go along because Topanga is no exception to these characters evolving in a way that maybe they they really, really drastically change, which is fine. We all change from when we're in sixth grade to when we're full-blown adults. But I would call this, like, Topanga 1.0. 1.0. But yes. they... In a far, far, far future episode, they brought her back. Like, she, there's a, a scene in the future, we'll get into it eventually, where she goes, I feel like I lost a bit of myself. Right. And there's a callback episode. And, oh, I cannot wait to see that episode. It's so far away, but it'll come so soon. And it calls back to this particular episode. And this is why this episode is so pivotal to the entire series. I'm right. passionate so, about this. And I'm no, passionate about Danielle, <laughs> if you can't tell. But yeah, this so this Topanga, um, for those who didn't rewatch the episode, she has the long, crimpy hair. She has like on this um this like white, like lacy, almost like embroidery type of doily looking long dress. Girl. <laughs> Give her some credit. I mean, it does. It has like a doily look. Like it's like lacy doily. Not like in a bad way, though. Yeah. And she's wearing like combat boots multiple times throughout the show. She's wearing Doc Martens. This is a cool look. Yeah. No, this she a killed cool it. cool look. She's wearing black leggings and these Doc Martens. And she looks cool. And I think that I got out my crimper tonight. And I could be a fancy ass girl with my crimped hair. If only. Yeah, so this is like how we're introduced to her. But unfortunately, Corey is not pleased to be paired up with her because he calls her like a totally strange to Mr. Feeney. He doesn't want to be partnered with her. And Mr. Feeney is like, mm, that's too bad. You're going to be paired up with her. Yeah, he's really rude. And like Topanga does do some a little questionable things. Like she wants to like see his Corey's hand <laughs> and wants to see if their energies converge but quite honestly this is just the average millennial with a crystal collection and astrology yes. book and you know everybody is vibrationally acceptable in my book and it's not anything that's out of the ordinary in this day and age 
Yeah, I would say that Topanga would be very popular with, like like you said, like the millennial, like vegan, hippie type of person nowadays. I know these people, you know? She'll be a life coach. <laughs> yes, yes. She would be a life coach. She would have, like, her full crystal collection. She would be um just vibing just fine and she would not be considered weird in this day and age but Corey's being so rude and he doesn't want to be partnered with her but you know what Corey? too bad like you're such a brat yeah so he's not happy about it then we cut to this is the scene you were talking about earlier where we cut to the lunch scene there's a lunchroom scene did you know that (laughs) did you know there was a lunchroom scene (laughs) and here we are with mean girl regina george (laughs) and they're talking some major shit at the vending machines and Corey over her overhears and they and he he hears them say they're talking about going getting invited to a party and they would never invite brillo head and then they like snarkily look at Corey and like Mm -hmm. scoff and like walk away and like Poor little Corey is feeling so insecure about his Chia pet head. And, like, you know, how can he not think that they were talking about him? Yeah, with that look they gave him, I mean, I would think they were talking about me as well. And considering, like, Corey's head, I feel like later in the series they call his head, like, Velcro also (laughs) at times. And, like, they're all very apt comparisons. Like, no offense to Corey, like, I love his curls. Like, the hairstyle in particular isn't doing him any favors, but it's the 90s. We can forgive him. What do you, you know? It's just curly hair. What are you talking about? What the kind of style? It's not great. Like, it's what? all the same length all the way around. I like it. And I, 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 I disagree. It Give it some body. I, I don't know. I like it. I think there's nothing wrong with it. I, I liked think it then if- and I like it now. I think that if this is modern day, Corey's hair is either like there's like a fade on the sides and it's a little bit longer on the top, right? To like play with the curls. Or I think he grows it out and he lets his like, his like Afro realness shine. Maybe he needs more definition of the curl. See, I think it's the opposite. I think he needs to like let it out a little bit. As someone with like, I would say wavy hair. I do not have curly, curly hair, but I have wavy hair. I think he needs to like let it out, let it flow. Like, because he's jealous, right? He's jealous of Sean's hair. But like, he's never going to have Sean's hair. Sean has straight hair. So he just needs to like let the like bounciness flow through him. (laughs) I respectfully disagree. I think there's nothing wrong with his hair and I quite like it. But you know, we can have differing opinions about little boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy boys to say it. So, moving <laughs> uh, on. He's not happy. He thinks they're talking about him. Yeah. So he goes in and sits next to Sean, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, do I have like, do I have a Brillo head?" And then he calls himself like a Chia pet, a Nerf head, like Nerf head. Above. Yeah. I don't know what that means. So Topanga comes over and she wants to, like, get her project going because she's, like, an efficient girl and doesn't have time to mess around. And I guess they have to present it next day. I don't really think that's very fair. This is, 
bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> like, you give them one day, Feeney, after you switch their partners. I'm surprised Minkus didn't throw a tantrum because before he had a great partner like Topanga, then he's just fucking shifted Sean onto his plate. And as we'll get into in a minute, Sean's all about it because he's like, Minkus is going to do literally everything. Literally everything. Which, like, haven't we all been there? But. I was just going to ask you, what role? Now, this is not necessarily like a, gr- I guess it's not a group project, really, because there's only two people on each group. But, like, in a group project, what role would you say that you played? I'm the one making the PowerPoint. Okay. See, I am the one who is everybody else is probably annoyed with and or happy with, depending on who they are, because I take control and I get shit done. (laughs) And if people don't pull their weight, I get really mad. Also, I'm the one that does the actual presentation because I'm the only one that's not afraid of public speaking. Oh, same, same. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. I knew we would be. Yeah. I think that we would both, I feel like if we did a group project when we were like, I don't know. Okay, let's say we did a group project. Uh-huh. Okay, let's say we're younger and we do a group project <gasps> please, together. Like, please let me be younger, please. <laughs> <laughs> like anything but this. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, right? Turn back the time. Actually, I disagree. Like, I feel like I'm hitting my prime here of, like, the late 20s. That's my, like, prime because when I was a kid, like, life sucks as a kid. Like, you don't get to make any decisions. You just have to, like, go with what other people want. I don't know, girl. Like, I don't – I would not want to be in my 20s, but I would – I don't know. I Honestly, I think that no age is good. Life is misery until you die. <laughs> We're such I mean, an uplifting podcast. <laughs> I would say that life since I turned 30 is less complicated. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, so I suggest turning 30. <laughs> this is like, okay, this is just. <laughs> recommendation is to age. So, uh, but also I would like to redo like everything from 18 on. So. I mean, I say it, it really does depend on who you are. But I do think if we were in a group project as kids, yeah. I feel like we would have killed it together. Like, I, I don't think, think so. there would have been much arguing. Like, I tend to be someone who likes to, like, take charge a lot of the time, which I feel like you can be that way, too. Yeah. So maybe that would be the way we'd clash. But I feel like if we were both getting things done, we wouldn't be irritated with yeah, each other. Yeah, I know. But I wasn't, like, a fully developed bean when I was a kid. You know what I mean? So would you have sat back more, like, if you were in a group project at Corey's age? Like, what, 11, 12, right? It depends on – yeah, maybe – I don't know. I think that, like, I developed into the person I am today. I was a lot Mm – like, obviously, guys, there's, like, you know, your girl didn't have the best childhood here. (laughs) So – so me, I don't know. I, I okay. I would say the person that I am today, saying like I like went back. Yes, I would take charge. But um, I think that Miss like you know Minkus like he doesn't want Sean to bring down his A. So I you know he had to do what he had to do by like taking it over. Oh yeah, but, I don't blame Minkus at all. No, yeah, no. So she so Topanga wants to get stuff done. And she wants, like, Jedediah to drive her to school. And Corey's, like, shook. He's, like, who's Jedediah? And Topanga calls her parents by their first names. And she's so full of, like, little insightful, like, Topanga-isms. And, um, and you know what? Like, she says something about, like, you know, how do you compare, like, your dads, like, to other dads? I kind of mm-hmm. liked that. Um, but... 
ultimately Topanga is trying to get her petition signed. Right. She's trying to prevent, apparently the school is trying to force the elderly librarian into retiring. And she says it's blatant ageism, which yes, girl. Yes, queen. You nailed yep. it. We love and it. She's not blatantly old. I would tell you that. Mrs. <laughs> Rose is, is in her prime. Yes. So Sean doesn't care because he says, like you said, she's blatantly old. Um, And she wants to get everybody to sign this petition. Corey says, oh, well, like, we'll talk about it later. We'll worry about the project later today. Come over to my house. Whatever. Yeah. And she goes back to, quote, unquote, the weirdo table. The weirdo table. So let's break this down, please. Yes. So this is where I'm thinking that there are, like, the most um, people or some people from other things as well, right? So you have Minkus and Topanga. Minkus is, like, the nerd. Topanga's like, the hippie weirdo. You have a kid who's has a cape on which like yeah that's all weird (laughs) (laughs) and he doesn't have a reason for it and he's like kind of a cape denier like yes um he refuses to admit that he has a cape um i yeah that one's a little bit weird i mean would i bully him over the cape no never but I, i i don't understand why we're doing the cape yeah, I think that would stop the minute you hit, like, middle school, right? Like, elementary school, it's, like, acceptable. It's fine. The minute you hit middle school, maybe you should not wear the cape so much. But you know what? You do you, buddy. Like, make a fashion statement, I guess. <laughs> you do you. Maybe it is a fashion statement. But, yeah. yeah, he's definitely a cape denier. And I just don't understand why. So, no. There's there's one other kid. Well, besides the girl with the overalls. There I don't know why one- she's there. I don't know who she is. I don't know her name. I don't know anything about her. She she's, seems kind of normal. She's pretty normal. But the other kid who I noticed is the kid who's wearing headphones and playing a keyboard at the yeah. lunch table. Yeah. And you, did you recognize him? No. Who is he? He is in American Pie and his what? name is Sherman and they call him the Shermanator. How the heck did you pick up that? I just, he's very recognizable. He has like what? red hair. Like he's very distinct looking. That's incredible. That is incredible. I have an eye for it, I guess. You did. This is your talent. (laughs) It is. I found my talent. Finally. Somebody somebody should pay me for this talent. So there, Sean calls them the cast of the Adams family. And it's like, I I mean, I don't know. There's like barely any black and say, but it's like, he's like, don't they care what they look like? And Corey just cares about his hair. He's still obsessing over it. Mm-hmm. And Sean says, you know what? Why don't I ask my sister Stacy what she did on how to straighten her hair? Yes. And I have some trivia about this because Ooh. Sean mentions his sister Stacy. Now, we never, ever hear about a sister again. This yeah, is the never. one and only time we hear about her. So obviously we're going to have some like, um, what is it called? Discrepancies. Um, inconsistencies in the show and this is one of them um apparently what had happened was there was supposed to be another character who was like Corey and sean's friend again another like fake friend situation and that character was supposed to have 
Stacy as an older sister, but apparently that whoever that kid was supposed to be was fired right before filming. So they just like gave all those lines to Sean. I don't know why these directors and producers are just like cutting kids. Like it's like the kid hunger games. Like you suck, you suck, you suck. <laughs> You're out of here. It's like, are these kids really that bad actors? Like give them a break. They're like 11. Like, come yeah. on. Well, I'm wondering why they didn't give it to the kid we'll talk about later who's at their lunch table later. Like, I don't know why they didn't just give those lines to him, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, so, right. So, Sean says, we'll get this stuff that Stacy uses on her hair. Um, and so, that's going to come into play a little bit later. In a little bit. So, we're back right. at the Matthews house. And more – there's um, some ultimate betrayal. Um, Morgan <laughs> puts Debbie, Queen – Debbie in the toaster oven. It's like after all Debbie does for you, Morgan, she gets kicked out of the tea party and now she gets put into the toaster oven. And it's like, this is a mess. More like Debbie's flat as heck. She's dead. This is why I love Morgan because she's a little bit like sadistic. Like she could be a serial killer in another life, I think. Like the first step is like torturing Barbie dolls, the next is like animals. Like she's one step away. I think so. So Debbie completely flat. And like Amy is like, you know, gets brought into the kitchen. Corey and Topanga don't give a fuck. I'm surprised the whole kitchen wasn't smoking. Smoking. And they don't care that it smells. And and then Amy is like, I'll buy you another doll. Heck no, you don't get another doll. You just melted your Debbie. Especially After- because she was like, oh, I love her just as she is. I know. So, I mean, Amy. Oh, and this is when we announced, like, like that her name is Amy. Because yeah. I think that this whole plot line of Corey saying or Topanga saying that she calls her parents by the first name was all a plot to introduce what Amy's name was. I have a that's my conspiracy theory. So um so finally we learn that her name is Amy. It's not Ashley. It's not Beth. I'm sorry guys. I really failed you. Like I said I was the Boy Meets World historian, but it left my brain like it never was there. Um so she enables her daughter, whatever, whatever, and they're working on, Corey and Topanga are working on their project, and Topanga wants to do some performance art uh, for um, <laughs> their for their report. She wants to do a poem, um, and this is very iconic. Yeah, so this, did you ever have to do any type of, like, performance art for any of your classes? Um, I would say that is a firm no. The only thing I ever had that I can remember having to do, I'm sure I had to do something else, but the only thing I can remember is in college, I took a class on Shakespeare and we had like a group project where we had to do like, we had to like act out the scene, but I think you had to like put a twist on it or something. And my group freaking killed it. I'm pretty sure we got an A, but like, that's the only time I think I've ever had to do any type of performance art for a class. Um, Wow. Okay. So I don't Mm. think that this... I think Topanga just, like, generated this on her own. She wrote a poem. She um, has an interpretive dance. Corey reads the poem. And she – okay, so, like, I'm following it. I get it. It's, like, a love letter to 
Mother Earth, I'm assuming. But where does the lipstick come in? That's – okay, that's what I wrote down as my question because she starts talking about, like, the sun, the only one. Then the donut in the sky, I guess, is supposed to be, like, the hole in the ozone layer. And then, like, donut in the sky, blah, 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 like – you know, is everything lost? Blah, blah, blah. I do not understand. The only thing I could think of, which doesn't make much sense, is that the red lipstick was supposed to be like sunburn from like the UV rays. Okay. Okay. Um, that's more than I have. I don't understand the lipstick, but Topanga, like I will go there with you. Mm-hmm. I will go there. I don't I don't have to understand your interpretive dance, nor your poem, nor the red lipstick, but I will go there with you and I will put my trust in you that this makes any sort of sense in any sort of reality. I don't get yeah. it. I don't. I really don't. But I'm not like, I'm not a poem girl. So maybe I just can't get it. I think it has impact, right? Like, it certainly makes you feel something. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel confused, quite frankly. And it makes Corey feel confused as well. And he is not about it. He's like, can we just do something that normal people would do? Because I people are going to make fun of us. I know. He's very, very, very concerned about people making fun of him. And I, I do agree that he's too worried about it. But at this age, all you do want to do is just fit in and not stand out. And Topanga has so many little, like, bursts of wisdom. So first she says, like, she basically Corey is kind of like, once again, a little shit. And he's like, people laugh at you, Topanga. Fuck you, Corey. Like, what yeah. do you have to, like, get out of here? Like, what kind yeah. of, like, you know, just, like, don't make her feel bad. But she was like, Topanga takes it with stride and says, when people laugh at you, they are depleting their own karmic reservoir. And this is, I think this is so, I, okay. I mean, we always talk about, again, this is the podcast, right? The shit 90s shows taught us, right? So this is, this episode, I think, has such a great message for young kids. For like young women, I think. Yes, young women especially. Like, yes. screw what everyone else thinks. Be yourself. If people yes. want to laugh, they can laugh. But, like, the be you. They're, and, like, this line. And it's so, like, smart for a young kid to say. Like, they're depleting you know, their you know own what? I, I'm going to highlight this right now. I need to remember this. I it, mean, it. Yes, it's iconic. Like, and she's so right. And then, of course, Corey comes back with like, you're going to be one of those girls who doesn't shave her legs, aren't you? Like nowadays, you know what? Body hair is normal, people. If you want to have hairy pits, by all means. You don't want to shave your legs. Sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes it's annoying. And sometimes it's winter. And who's looking? Exactly. And sometimes maybe you do want to shave your legs so that when you climb into bed at night and the sheets are like cleanly washed, it feels really nice. And people who don't shave their legs won't get to feel that feeling. So it goes both ways. <laughs> I think we're firm advocates of you doing what you want to do. And so is Topanga. Right. And so it's a very ahead of a time topic, by the way. It was. It was. Because, like, now this wouldn't be so, like, Topanga wouldn't be viewed as, like, the outcast, right? Like, she maybe she'd be a little bit weird for like I think still that people age. are weird about this actually right, unfortunately right. so 
Uh, right, the whole shaping thing, right? But then yeah. Corey's like, "Are you trying to be weird?" And Topanga's like, "I don't think I'm weird. Like, I'm I'm unique." And she's like, "The Earth is crying for you, Corey." <laughs> um, every time you're not true to yourself, the Earth weeps. Um, and that is by Jedediah and Chloe Lawrence. There you go. Um, and it's not a native Martian because I don't speak native Martian and I did understand it. <laughs> so it's like, it's so accurate though. Like who cares what other people think? If you're happy with who you are, then that's really all that should be. As long as you're not hurting other people and you're not being a fucking asshole, then like you do you. Yeah. But Corey just wants to blend in and, you know, he um, actually brings up the fact that, you know, Cor- like, Topanga is like, you know, you do blend in, though. But the only thing that's unique about you is your red Phillies cap, which you mean to tell me that all these other basic little white boys don't also have red Phillies caps. But yeah, I call bullshit on that, too. But like, <laughs> we'll let it slide. It's it's special to him. So it's beautiful. That's what Topanga says. Right. And then Sean walks in um, <laughs> with his with a, a baggie. Yeah, and he says, uh, uh, use a mirror, babe, or something. Because <laughs> she has red lipstick all over her face. I mean, yeah. it is a look. Um, yeah. So they kick her out. They take their little brown baggie of a Brazilian blowout keratin treatment upstairs to the bathroom. Right. And this is where the bad things happen because they leave <laughs> yeah. it on for like 45 minutes. Corey's in pain so much so that they do that 90s thing where they like pan out of the house and they pan out of Philly, then they pan out of the world. <laughs> that was a very that was very dramatic. That was yeah. more dramatic than Topanga's like poetic reading. Yeah. Um, have you ever done anything like that to your hair? Not like a keratin treatment, but have you ever done anything like regrettable to your hair? Regrettable to my hair. I mean, I'm a blonde. So every other time my hair gets dyed blonde, I have a freak out because I'm like, it looks brassy. It looks brassy. It looks horrible. Like I hate it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm always freaking out about my hair when it gets done. Currently I have like four inches of roots and it's the happiest I've ever been with my hair because it looks like natural balayage. So, (laughs) um, yes, I'm always freaking out about my hair and the burning is normal. I would say if there's any sort of, well, I've never had a, a, a straightening treatment, but I will say that as a blonde, we're always burning our scalps off with bleach. So (laughs) it's normal. I've never done anything like a keratin treatment, but I did twice (laughs) i have gotten a round brush stuck in my hair because (laughs) i saw people online like using them and i didn't know i thought it was used to like curl your hair so i would just put it in like the base of my hair like at the root and then it would get stuck and this happened to me twice because i'm a moron and did it a second time um Um, (laughs) one time i did light my hair on fire (gasps) oh Oh, I got my – the my bangs got singed once because I lit a Bunsen burner in science class too close to my face. Oh, so you're taking, like, Feeny science class there of doom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually sniffed a candle too close. Oh, no. How much and burned it up? It smelled. Ooh, that's bad. It smelled. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've done some shit to my hair. 
But yeah. we all, haven't we all though? Like that's the yeah. thing. That's someone you've always met. And like even if you're a kid and you just like chop your hair, like every kid has done that. It's fine. It's normal. So I. So yeah. So Sean calls his sister that we never hear again, uh, Stacy, and she's like, "Yeah, you should have like washed out forty five minutes ago," and it comes out. Uh, pretty scary, I would say. It looks like a helmet. Um, it looks like um death and despair. I would say. <laughs> there you go. So, so basically, then he screams so loud that Amy and Eric walk in, and they're like, "Whoa, that looks horrible." <laughs> Eric is like, "Well, that looks horrible." And of course, this is to me. This is the start of like Eric as the heartthrob. Even more than the other episodes were because Corey says, Eric got the good hair. And then you hear like the audience like, woo! <laughs> age group is screaming for this 16 year old boy. <laughs> he's good looking. So he does, like, I think this is like the best he's looked actually. And his hair looks very good. Yeah. Like, yeah like I, they definitely wanted to be like, yes, this is our heartthrob of the show. Right. Sleeping on Alan Matthews. Totally. But I. <laughs> But whatever. Um, And so, yeah. So the whole family comes up and just roasts Corey. We got Morgan coming in with her new doll. We got Alan coming in, roasting him as well. Um, Did you like the new Debbie? Um... I mean, I liked the premise. Like, I liked the intent in that she's a businesswoman and she's gone to college and she's educated and, you know. Has um, a good job and doesn't need a man. She does. She don't need no man. She don't need no Ken to provide for her. She could provide for herself. Um, that being said, her outfit was very, like, padded shoulder pad things. <laughs> that was, like, an 80s look. Yeah. um, Like, a pantsuit skirt thing like plaid like with padded shoulder thing is it an improved debbie um what did the other debbie look like i think they switched debbies i remember debbie being more of like like an american girl doll and then like that debbie that got burned looked like a barbie she looked like a big barbie yeah so um and the new debbie looks like a big barbie so i think we switched debbies yeah, eh, whatever. At least she's a businesswoman. She don't need no man. I think I just need to let go of Debbie. <laughs> um, I, think that- I don't think she'll be around much longer. <laughs> I think that I put a lot of stock in Debbie, and I think I need to let go. I mean, truthfully. that would probably be the healthy thing to do. I think so. <laughs> so, um, so Corey just does not. He begs his parents, please don't make me go to school. Please, please, please. And he has to go to school. So he has to go. He so, has to do his pro his project with Topanga and he's wearing his Phillies hat, but Feeney says, No, 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 not in my classroom. And he has to take it off. And of course, like he had folded like the long hair in the front, like up into the cap. So when he takes <laughs> the cap off, it looks like a duck bill. Like, yeah, it's a look. It's a look. And, and everybody is dying laughing everybody, except Topanga. Everybody. So like Minkus is laughing. Sean is laughing. Yeah. Mr. Sullivan is laughing. The entire class is laughing. And the, it's just so traumatizing. Yeah. Um, but not Topanga. 
No, because she says that, why would I laugh? It just looks different. Topanga, you're a gem. Except, I will say that this is, this is very contradictory to what happens later. Just saying. I don't even remember what happens later at well, this we'll, point. We'll, we'll talk about it, because we're almost there. Um, so they, we don't get to see their presentation, but whatever. You know, everybody laughs at Corey, and now it's lunchtime. And this is where... This kid that is sitting with Sean at the lunch table, he was in Sandlot and he played Yeah, Yeah. But is he, so it's a different Sandlot kid. It's not yes. the Sandlot. Excuse me? Why can't we just get the first Sandlot kid in? Yes, yeah, Squints is no longer here. Now Yeah, Yeah is here. And the <laughs> weird thing is, once Corey, so basically he doesn't want to sit with them because they're really, really mean about his hair. And Topanga invites him to sit with them at their table, the weird kid table. And the funny thing is the kid that ends up sitting with Sean and Yeah Yeah is another guy I recognized because he was in the Disney Channel original movie Brink. Did you ever see that? Of course I saw Brink. Yes. And he was the villain in Brink. <laughs> I don't understand your analysis skills <laughs> listen i'm i could not tell you literally any human being's name but for some reason i've seen so much like disney and i lo- i was obsessed with brink like what's his name eric vanderbeek i was obsessed with him and yeah he was on the mole yes oh my god i loved that season and so anyway so this kid is from brink which i was like wow all these people from like different different That's pretty incredible all i was fake all all i was focused on was the crimped hair Yes, and, which and is you were moving mountains. <laughs> yes, yes. That, and, and yes, pretty much. I'm a legend. So I kind of feel bad for Corey. And this, like it's like he could have sat in, on Sean and not Squint's table, but like he totally felt like a reject. And Sean mm-hmm. was being like, he's a good friend in general, and I think that he gets a he becomes a better and better friend as the years go on but yeah. he was just being a total all these kids were being awful this episode yeah no they're being i mean and it's it's typical though like kids are mean so he feels like he's better off sitting with the weirdos because he feels like a weirdo right now yeah and, and so topanga welcomes him with open arms right Right. So they sit and Topanga, they're trying to strategize how to get more signatures for their petition to keep, you know, to prevent the librarian from getting um, getting pushed to retire because of her age. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, you guys are dumb. Like, you don't understand. Like, you need to think like these other kids think. They're sitting at home watching Beavis and Butthead. And- know your audience. Yeah. And, like, Minkus mentions, like, he had to he's like i watch anything with angela lansbury and then there was something about a show named crossfire what are these people like 45 like mine so corey knows exactly how to manipulate these classmates into getting signing the petition and doing what he wants i mean this was great like this is like honestly like what he thought to do was genius and it was very forward thinking and i'm very proud of little Corey. yes and um he just comes up with a really good plan but then he comes up with a really bad plan and that's yeah. when he tries to curl his hair with um hair curlers to try to get it back to curly like i don't know why he thought that this would 
work out for him well. Um, but I, Eric like blackmails him and takes a photo, and then we switch. We go back to school. Um, and the off. I'm going to call them the offbeats. Yeah, that sounds better. I don't want to call them weirdos. I mean, I don't really like it either. It's just what they call them. So the offbeats are waiting for Corey, like, at, like, the lockers. And they're like, he's not coming. He's not coming. He's, like, ditching us. But Corey's, like, only late because his hair looks so shitty that (laughs) that he is just, like – and, like, his hair now, it has evolved into, like, full poofiness. And it's not an afro. And it's it's nothing that I don't – think I've ever seen before it's like full it sticks out it's like he's been electrocuted it's 4d <laughs> his hair has volume for days. 4D. <laughs> the volume is like out to outer space it's every which way and the kids laugh at him even Topanga. And this is Topanga. This is where I'm like, Topanga, you just said, oh, well, it just looks different. Like, bitch, what are you doing? This is your gripe. Okay, I hear ya. Um, no, she just said, like, oh, it's it's fine. It just looks different. And now she's laughing in his face, but whatever. I'll forgive her. Yeah, you got it. You got it for yeah, like I, I, I agree. Like, I mean, I guess this is just so ridiculous that she just had to. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I would laugh, so I don't blame her. So let's set set the scene here. You would laugh. You're so bad. <laughs> He's eleven. I mean, if I were eleven, I wouldn't laugh at him as an adult. Mm-hmm. I still might. I just do. I still face. might. Still might. Let's be real. <laughs> so let's set the scene here. It's a Friday afternoon. What do you want to do on a Friday afternoon? You want to get out of school. You oh, want to yes. enjoy your weekend. You want to get in, um. You want to get home in time for TGIF TV. There you go. Um, And they block, they barricade at the lockers the entrance or the exit to the school. And this is their approach or Corey's approach. He came up with this idea on how to get signatures. Um, How do you feel about this fire hazard? (sighs) I mean... This isn't as much impressive as the next part is, right? Like, this is just to get their attention. Because if they try to, like, just stand in the hallway and yell at these kids, they're going to walk right by them. So I like this as, like, a measure to get the kids to stop. They are literally handcuffed. Right. Um, I feel like it works, though. It's effective. Because once he gets them to stop, he says, listen, guys, all you have to do is go sign this petition. I don't think you want, like, a new young librarian who has something to prove and has to follow the rules, right? You want the old librarian who lets us do whatever the hell we want. Have you ever had a teacher like this that just lets you do whatever you want? Absolutely. We used to have a substitute teacher. I do not remember his name. He was really old. And I specifically remember he had dentures because he would, like, chew them. And he would, like, yeah, it was gross. And he would fall asleep um, when he was, like, substitute teaching. And everybody would, like, laugh because he'd be, like, snoring. And we'd all just (laughs) be sitting there. I had a teacher that – so basically, I think it was entrepreneurship, and we were like on our computers 
and we all had like computers in a computer lab mm-hmm. and essentially he had access to each one of our computers so we would play like sonic the hedgehog or tetris and like he would like log into our computer and like start fuddling with it or like messing with it and we'd be like oh no it's just a pop-up like it's not like a <laughs> it's not me playing like a game right now. It's oh literally me. It's a pop up. It's I'm sorry. It's a pop up. Yeah. Um. But he like just let us like I I was a big Sonic the Hedgehog person. My friends were big Tetris people. I mean, it's like a division. It's like the like the Hatfields and the McCoys, but um. <laughs> I and he just like let us do whatever and we would just be like it's pop-up it's his pop-ups um <laughs> this was 2006 so the world was very different yeah right now people are on their phones in class instead of playing Sonic and Tetris I would assume so <laughs> but I do like I do like Corey's approach and it does work right like he gets everybody to go and sign the petition and this is when the rest of the group of the offbeats uncuff themselves and awkwardly back out of the scene. <laughs> They're like, okay, we gotta like sneak and tiptoe out of this. Like, yeah. how? like there was no like celebratory, like, yay guys, like let's like all hug and we all did it together. They're like, yay, like we did it and like, yeah. like away. And then we're just left with Corey and Topanga. Right. And this is when Topanga's is like, we did it, you know, and Corey's like, you're not going to kiss me, are you? And Topanga's is like, it would be interesting when you thought you didn't look good if I kissed you. <laughs> I would just like to like Corey was saying like, no, 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 there was no consent here. Yes. Yes. Topanga, get freaking consent. This is not okay. Get consent. But it is an interesting, an interesting thought because let's just like think about this for a second um it was an interesting theory because Topanga was saying you know you will remember this kiss for your rest of your life most of us remember our first real kiss for the rest of our lives and it would mean so much more if it was based out of your personality and who you are as a person than if it was based off of looks and right. she has something there. It would be ideal if Corey wanted it. I don't know if Corey <laughs> at this stage actually wanted a kiss from Topanga. I think he was still at the ew girls phase. I don't think that he was even thinking about girls at this moment. He was still thinking about the Phillies, actually. Right. I agree. So it is a little bit bad. It is cute, but it is, yeah, it's not okay. You need to get consent, Topanga. <laughs> yeah. So Corey's like, you can't kiss when you're not married. And like, I've never kissed. So when and I'm not married, I mean, you're not married yet. You're engaged. Have you I get kissed? to kiss next month? Oh, oh my God. I'm so excited for you to have your first kiss. That's so major. I've never had a kiss because I'm not even engaged. There you go. Well, it's going to be a while for you, I guess. You're just going to have to hold out. <laughs> I mean, is that like not the realest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> um, so we're not talking about my personal life, but we are talking about the fur- the fact that Topanga said, like, I would want to kiss somebody that I knew as a person and as and that I liked them. And she 
in a very like assertive way pushes him to the lockers. Yep, plants one right on his closed, shocked mouth with the giant hair, and he's yeah. he's beyond himself. But yeah. uh, so I mean, that happened. It happened, and this is their first kiss. This is the beginning of a wonderful romance. It begins here. It's going to be legendary, and this is just the start. This is just the start. This is the beginning of what I would arguably say is the best TV romance of all time. Ooh. Hmm. I'm standing I, – I mean – It's definitely up there. It's iconic for sure. It's legendary. That's for I sure. don't care what you people say. <laughs> Jim and Pam – what? Suck. I didn't even say Jim and Pam. I, I, I agree with you. Jim and Pam are not as iconic as even like Leslie and Ben from Parks and Rec. I don't want to talk about them. Ross and Rachel <laughs> suck. Well, it's more Monica and Chandler if you're talking friends. I don't want to talk about them. Oh my God. <laughs> Big, <laughs> Big and Carrie suck. Oh, I was much more of Aiden and Carrie and then Carrie did him wrong and then I was done with it. Aiden, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yes what is that actor's name oh he can always give me a call i forget his name but i love him i'm thinking of his name i john corbett <laughs> oh that's it that's it yes so give me a call moving on um speaking of good hair Corey's hair is back to normal and to know how he got it to bounce back so quickly i don't know I, who knows it's tv so he's in the <laughs> everything it was just just tv so we go back to the cafeteria and he's like he hears those two mean girls chatting it up again and yeah, he's like bitches. you know seriously he's like you know it's really not nice to talk mean about other people uh, and he's like, I know you called me Brillo Head. And they're like, we weren't even talking about you. We we don't even um, think about you. What did they say? They're like, we're not that bored. Yeah, yeah. They're so mean. you. Which, whatever. It's funny that it ends up being like Corey does all this and they weren't even talking about him. Do you believe them? Yeah. I mean. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't. Um, I trust nobody. I feel like if they're that mean, like, they seem very mean. Why wouldn't they? Why would they lie? They claim that it's, like, somebody's... It's, like, his, like her sister's, sister's boyfriend, boyfriend or something. Yeah. Whatever. Why are you 11 and having a party anyway? Like, why right. don't you just go to Girl Scouts, you losers? <laughs> so... Corey, like, Topanga's like, oh, if you want to sit with us, you can. He's like, no, I have to go sit with my friends. But it's so cute because they sit, like, like back to back. And then they, like, both turn and, like, look at each other. And then Topanga puts on the Phillies hat. How did she get that hat? <laughs> that she was the bought one. You think – you don't think that's the same hat? No, I don't think Corey would give up his hat. I don't think she would steal it. I think that's his hat. I think <gasps> it's his hat. Oh, my gosh. It's a token of his affection already. It's already started. I think that he gave – he – she either stole the hat or he gave her the hat. I think it's the same hat. It has to be. Maybe. It could be. I mean, there's other Phillies hats out there. That's the only Phillies hat in the entire Philadelphia <laughs> area. <laughs> but um, she puts it on and they exchange a look and it's very cute. Yeah. And they're sitting back to back. And it's just like, it's just the beginning, guys. We've, we're, we're here. 
We're ready for the Topanga and Corey romance of the century. We've made it. We have now made it. And you know what it's time for? It's time for the fashion hour. Fashion hour. Fashion We're here. Hour. So, um, okay. So we have our 90s outfit category and we have the timeless outfit category for those who, well, you probably already listened to the other ones, but as a reminder... Um, so this week I came up with the options. I have three outfits for the 90s outfit. I only have two for the timeless. I feel like the timeless is a bit more difficult to pick outfits for. So I didn't want to force it. So I figured I'd stick with the two. Um, I respect you. For, <laughs> for the 90s outfits, of course I had to include Topanga in the first outfit we see her in. So the crimpy hair and like the, I know you didn't like I used the word doily, but like the lacy doily dress with the choker necklace. Okay. Okay. But you, but you have to talk about her bottom half. Right. And then on the bottom half, she has the black leggings with the Doc Martens. Or maybe the, I don't know if they're Doc Martens officially, but they are like combat boots. Yes. And then for my second nomination of the outfits, I am choosing Morgan's dress, which is like a patchwork style dress with yellow leggings. So it's like pink and purple and yellow and it's all kind of patched together. And I thought that's not something I'd ever see anybody wear today. And that's in the like burning of Debbie scene. Yes. Um, and the other 90s outfit, this is might come as a shocker, but this chick wears outfit out or overalls twice in this in this um episode. The weird, the supposedly quote unquote weirdo girl who doesn't really have much of a personality. I chose her specifically because overalls were very 90s and they have made a comeback, but they have. They're definitely 90s. Okay, so I'm meant to choose one. Yes. I'm going full in into Panga's get up. Mm. I love it. And I do know it's like very 90s, but there's nothing more 90s than Doc Martens. And there's nothing more 90s than a choker. And there's nothing more 90s than a doily dress. And I'm like full in. That's my winner, baby. I got it. I knew it was like useless even trying to put two others in that category, but like there were some that fit it. So I figured. Excuse me, the crimped hair. How many times have you braided your hair to just attempt to look like Topanga? That was going to be also mentioned in my hair fails that I have, for those who don't know what I look like, I have a lot of hair, a lot of hair. And when I was younger, my mom and I spent a super long time braiding a lot of little braids all over my head and I slept on them. And then the next morning I took them out hoping that I would have very cute, crimpy hair. No, I had giant poofy hair because I'm pretty sure we also brushed it, which was a terrible idea. (laughs) And we probably should have used hairspray, but I didn't know those things. That's a fail. It was bad. Um, All right. So the winner of the 90s outfit of the week is Topanga. Congratulations, girl. You deserve it. And the timeless outfit. So I had two options here. Like this one I did. I feel like I didn't have a ton to pick from. um, But I picked Eric as usual. I feel like he constantly has these timeless outfits. Specifically in this scene when Corey has... Um, straightened his hair. He's wearing like a lavender crew neck sweatshirt and a light wash denim. Now I wouldn't necessarily call light wash denim as timeless, but like if it was a slightly darker wash, I'd say it'd be more timeless. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then my other mention here is something that I do think you would see today. And also I think it, it does have a timeless quality and it is Topanga's 
it's lilac shirt dress. So this is the scene where they're handcuffing themselves to the lockers. She's wearing a lilac hmm. shirt dress with black leggings and combat boots. Hmm. Now, like, black leggings have made a comeback in the past, like, 10 years. I don't think leggings are going anywhere personally. So I would consider leggings pretty timeless. Combat boots, not as much. But the shirt dress, I definitely think is something that's pretty timeless as well. Girl, you are <laughs> – Doc Martens have made a comeback. No, I know, but I'm saying they're not necessarily, like, timeless. Like, while they've made a comeback, they might go back out of style again. Okay. So every week we give it to Eric. So just for the sake of, like, keeping it hot and fresh, I'm going to give it back to Topanga. I mean, she's a double winner this week. And I think this just proves what an iconic character she is. She's coming in hot with the crimpy hair, with the choker necklace, and she's freaking taking both fashion awards. She's coming and she is on fire, baby. I adore her. This girl's on fire. And to be honest with you, she, I think, just is an icon and I looked up to her so much as a kid and she's just incredible. And I just like Danielle Fischel. I love you Topanga Lawrence. I love you. And this, you deserve this. Yes, she does. She deserves it. You deserve so. this award. That means absolutely. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's an award in our hearts. And maybe one day we'll have enough episodes where we'll have a wiki that tracks Who's won the awards the most often? Um, we can I only hope. I know. And I mean, I just want to know, did you ever have a crimper? I never had a crimper. No. I remember when I was younger, I had tried so many times to use a curling iron and I never could figure it out. I still don't quite know. I have a curling wand um, and I have a hair straightener, but I don't think I ever had a crimper. I had a crimper. And I wish I can get it back. They make like more like, well, I don't know that they make, they probably do make crimpers, but I know they make more of ones that you could do like beachy waves with. Where the, it's, like, beach, the, the, the beach waver. Yeah. Where it's like we, the actual like metal pieces that get hot are like wavy. I had a crimper. It always smelled. Ooh. Um, And I loved hair. it. <laughs> and I was, I just wish that I can get it back. And I might. I'm going I was to go say, on. I feel like you could go on Amazon and there probably is one. I will get a crimper. And I suggest anybody to get a crimper as well. I think <laughs> that we can all bring it back. I mean, why not? Like everything else that she was wearing, I could see coming back. Like you said, like the leggings, the Doc Martens, like all of those are back. So I don't see why crimping your hair can't come back. I'll give it to you. Like, I don't think the doily dress will come back. No, it's very doily. I'll give it to you. But I just, I just love this character so much. And guys, like, like I said, like we said, we're here. We've made it. This is when the creme de la creme of Boy Meets World starts. And this is just the beginning. Yes, this is just the beginning of our adventure here. Um, for those who who don't know, we record on Mondays and we usually have episodes out every Thursday. Um, so we hope you join us along for the ride. If you're just getting started, this is our fourth episode. So obviously you have three you can catch up on. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at shit90spod. Please send us in some feedback. We also have a Gmail if you have something more to say that can't fit on Twitter. And that's shit90spod at gmail.com. 
Um, we look forward to hearing from you guys and we hope you've enjoyed this episode, this iconic episode that Topanga joins us on our journey. Um, and yeah, we hope you guys can join us for our next episode. It's season one, episode five of Boy Meets World. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that we're here and I'm so glad that you guys are coming along this journey with us with um, Boy Meets World. Yes, absolutely. So um, reach out to us, like I said, on Twitter, and we will talk to you next time. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.